Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. I am so excited today to have my friend Kelly McMurray, founder of The Closet, in studio with me. We featured Kelly's work with The Closet as our cover story way back in our March-April 2017 edition, as well as an article on a more personal side of Kelly in our current issue, which is our 8th anniversary issue. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sandy. It's so awesome to be here. Every time we run into each other, it's always, we need to have lunch, and we've never put that together, but I did get you in the radio station. (laughs) You're right. We do need need to have lunch, though. We do need to have lunch. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. That's good. It's a beautiful day. It's cooler today. It's nice. Um, I can't believe it's really been that long. 2017, it was definitely time for us in Christian Living Magazine to catch up. Um, I stalk the closet. I always, and you've heard this because you were on our cover and, and you've lived that is I always tell everybody, welcome to the Christian Living family. Now I'm going to stalk you forever. <laughs> welcome to stalk me, my friend. <laughs> and I love the closet. It's it's one of my favorite ministries and I just love it. I remember the first time I met you, the closet was still located inside of Tree City Church and I was attending a faith-based networking group that met there. That group is no longer there. So Listeners, please don't go looking for that group there because it's not there anymore. But I knew instantly that there was something very uniquely special about you and that whatever it was that God had called you to do was big. And I said I wouldn't say this, but I have to because it was so big to me that it was intimidating. And then I and then the more I, I got to know you because I was in and out of that building every week. And so I got to see you and I got to kind of sort of know you. And I see I've stalked you lot longer than you knew. <laughs> but anyway, and then I got to see in your heart. And then I got to see why it was so big. And you're just as beautiful inside as you are out. Oh, thank you. Those are big words. Thank it's, you. It's just such a privilege. But let's talk about the closet a little bit. Let's start there. How did you come up with the concept of the closet? Oh, my gosh, Sandy. That is a story in itself. So we won't spend too much time on how I came to start the closet. But I did start it in 2010 with really um, just a need to give back to our community. I had been a professional for many years, um, then a stay-at-home mom, and then I just found there was less room for me um, helping at my kids' school as they got into the middle school years. So I felt like there was something more for me to do. Um, Prayed about it. God just kind of opened some doors to perhaps provide some free clothing to teens in need. Um, That lines up pretty well with who I am. I've had a lifelong love of clothing. I am one of four kids. I'm the only girl. So as you can imagine, there was a lot of doting on me as the only girl and the youngest um, to receive the clothing and the accessories and all the things that go along with being a girl sometimes. So I've had a lifelong love of clothing, never knew that I could use it for good, but here we are. So I meet with teens in private one-hour appointments every week and just love on them, give them a much-needed item of clothing, Um, but we do so much more than that. We are truly providing self-confidence, unconditional love, um, hope through uh, scripture that we put in their bags, asking how we can pray for every family. So there's just, it's just a much deeper level than just putting some outfits together. 
You know, it's funny you talk about that because some of these kids come from not wonderful backgrounds. And I would be lying if I didn't say I'd love to be a fly on the wall or a mouse in the corner to see that because in their circles, people aren't saying, how can I pray for you? They absolutely are not. I see every day that we're in appointments when I ask somebody, hey, you know, let's say that you are my client, Sandy. So I'm going to look across the table at you, across the checkout counter, as I call it, as we bagged up your items and say, Sandy, how can I pray for you this week? And I'm already going to have your name, my journal opened, your name written down, so pen in hand, ready to go with whatever your prayer request might be. I see Sandy look back at me with kind of, uh, I'm not sure. That's a question probably nobody's ever asked them. Um, they honestly think there's a right answer yep. to that question. And I feel that God has placed on my heart to tell them or convey to them that we can pray about all things. Um, they can be big things. They can be little things. But if they're thinking that their aunt needs to be dying of cancer in the hospital, that is a prayer. Yep. But it can also be that math test that you have on Thursday. And it can be the little things. So I help them along, coach them a little bit if they can't quite get started. And uh, typically that little question of how about how school going and praying for that math test on Thursday turns into grandpa just got out of the hospital and my relationship with my dad is not so good. And, you know, it's just it just kind of builds on that because I started it and now they're like, oh, OK, you can pray about my math test. Then surely you can pray about these other things. So. What a privilege to yes. introduce so many to what prayer can be. So in, in preparing for today, I went back and read your original article because, um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what I read 15 minutes ago, so I have to go back and read things that were several years ago. But you had made the comment when you were starting, when when the concept kind of came up, your thought was, and I, and I laughed, I don't even like teens. <laughs> Who does? And I thought, oh, but Kelly, that's not the Kelly I know. Because I see the impact you have on these teens' lives and what a blessing you are and how you connect with them. And that teenage years is so hard to connect with. So hard. It is so. Well, it's so hard to just even be a teenager today. I mean, it, it, it was for us too. Yeah. We've all had our challenges, but, you know, phones, social media, expectations are even more so, I think, than when we were younger. So. Well, and I think whether it's social media, whether it's television, whether whatever the influence is, I don't ever remember asking anyone in my circle as a, as a teenager, is this normal? And that's probably the number one question my teenage grandchildren give me. Grandma, okay. is this normal? Am I normal? They want to know if they're normal. Right. <laughs> I'm like, honey, I'm weird and that's normal. So <laughs> The know? underlying is they just want to fit in. We always have wanted to fit in. I mean, they just want to blend in. And if you can just wear some everyday clothes like everyone else is wearing, yep. then you fit in better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, and you've had some, some really generous donors. It was probably a year ago. You had a shipment of what, Nike shoes? Am I, I'm probably not supposed to say brand names. But I mean, you've you've had some, so they don't leave in like secondhand worn out clothes. They leave in beautiful. Oh, I have brand new shoes that I can offer every teen that comes in through very generous donor. So yes, um, that did happen probably a year ago, but it's still happening today. About every two weeks, I get a shipment of new shoes. Of new shoes. That's yeah. Hot. That's so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. So who qualifies? Who's your client? So a lot of people do ask that question. Um, I'm serving teens in Ada County, 
6th to 12th grade is kind of my target, both boys and girls. Um, Most of these teens get to me um, because they've met with their school counselor who's identified the need. Maybe they go in with a failing math grade, um, but then Mrs. Johnson notices that, you know, Josh has got a hole in his shoe. Say, Josh, hey, buddy, you got a hole in your shoe. Do you know that? He says, of course he does. I mean, he does. But his mom keeps saying she's going to get a pair at his neck, her next paycheck, but that never happens. And so Mrs. Johnson can say, we got a place called The Closet. Call them. And, and sure enough, we'll take care of that shoe plus some more. So um, school counselors, juvenile corrections, I have an incredible relationship with them. They come see me about 30 days before they're released. So they'll have the clothes to wear when they are released. Um, Homeless shelters, mental health agencies, foster care. Um, We have a lot of transitional homes that are taking aged out foster care. So I work closely with them as well. It's amazing. What an amazing gift and what an amazing heart you have. Oh, thank you. Um, One of the things that I see on on your social media is the wall that the kids all get to sign. And that's so special. And once in a while, you're very careful about protecting their anonymity. But um, wow, some of the comments, this is life changing. I believe it is. This this is not taking your grandkids for school clothes. This is, that would be me because you don't have grandkids yet. But um, this is kids who wouldn't have new school clothes if it weren't for you. Absolutely, they would not. You know, and one of the things, I heard you speak one time publicly about some of the kids from juvenile corrections is we tend to forget that they may go in one size and come out a different size. So what they went in with doesn't fit anymore. So they desperately need new clothes. We forget how much they grow and how quickly they do that. Yeah, everything changes in corrections. Their eating habits, their physical habits. Um, and, you know, they're teenagers. They're growing by the minute. So if they go in for six months, 12 months, three years. I mean, I've seen a, a boy that was in for five years. Oh my okay, goodness. obviously he changed sizes while he was in there. Um, another thing with corrections is a lot of those teens have turned 18 while they've been incarcerated. So when they get out, their families are not supporting them because they're an adult now. So they're like, hey, buddy, sorry, you're 18. You're going to have to figure it out. So they often go to a transitional house to help them get on their feet, get a job, and hopefully get you know things back in place before they um, can get out on their own. So I, you know, a lot of times it's not just growth. It's just they don't have that family support yeah. when they get released. Yeah, I, I see that with some of the transitional housing groups that I'm that I work with too. Mm-hmm. So where are you located? How, where can people find you? So I'm on the northeast corner of uh, Fairview and Five Mile. Address is 10338 West Fairview Avenue. Um, I'm in the retail space right next to Costa Mexico Restaurant. I'm just kind of tucked in the corner, which I like because that gives me some privacy when I work with these teens. But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful space. A lot, lot different than the closet where you were when I met you. Uh, no, people walk <laughs> and people walk in today and go, whoa, you're going to need a bigger space. I go, hey, 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 watch what you say. I just came from a smaller space. I, I, I really am at capacity where I'm at, but I, I plan to stay there for a bit. That's cool. That, and it's beautiful. I've, it's been a while since I've been in, but the last time I was there, you had it fixed up so cute. Yeah. And it literally feels like you're shopping at the mall. It does. I yeah. mean, we've taken a lot of care to put displays together and mannequins and, and dressing rooms and everything that you would need to have that shopping experience. That's so cool. So in, in 2019, um, we're, we're going to kind of transition and catch up. Um, in 2019, you got some difficult news. I did. You were diagnosed with MS. 
And for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with what MS is, it's um, a disease of the nervous system, as I understand it, that attacks the nerve fibers in the brain and spinal cord, causing communication problems between your brain and the rest of your body. That is pretty much what it is, yes. So what would you like to share with me today about this? Well, the MS uh, diagnosis was a big one. I would be lying if I didn't say it's changed so much for me. Um, Every day is a, uh, I was going to start to say a struggle, but I'm going to say a challenge instead because um, God is big and he gives me the strength for each and every day. You know, I have physical issues. I can't walk like I used to, so I I can walk, but I can't walk very well. So, um, you know, I got a little... uh, little bit of difficulty in just putting one foot in front of the other. And just as you said with that definition, you know, the signal from my brain to my leg is there, there, there's a fray in the, in the circuit, so to speak. So, you know, it's, it's not matched up. It takes me a little longer for, to get that message from my brain to my leg to move. I got some balance issues. Um, you know, I've got some strength issues at this point just because I don't, I'm not as active as I used to be. So I'm losing a little bit of strength. Um, it's really just the left side of my body. And thankfully, I am right handed. That's my dominant side. So I do have that strength. But it is hard. As far as how it's changed things at the closet, it has and it hasn't. Um, I will tell you that we still operate the same. I'm still involved there. But what has changed is it's allowed me to let go of some of what I held so tight. Um, God's given me a tremendous privilege in this ministry, but I was holding it so tight that I wasn't always allowing others to be blessed by serving as well. So, you know, when push came to shove, I had to, I had, especially in 2019, I had to rely on my volunteers to help me. So I stepped back and suddenly I wasn't in every appointment anymore. Um, I wasn't there every minute. I gave keys to people. I gave alarm codes and said, hey, I trust you to take care of this. I mean, I coached and talked and they've seen me do it. And I just want it to be carried out the same way. And I'm so, so pleased to say that truly that's happening. I have a beautiful, beautiful team of volunteers that continue it on. So that allows me more rest, allows me to have more self-care, take care of me, um, just kind of lighten my load. But it still allows me to stay engaged and still love on these teens and be a part of it um, any day that I want to. But when I can't, I have other people that can do that for me. That's that is so special. And you know, it's I'm sitting here and I'm reflecting to the previous part of our conversation when you were talking about your storefront and people keep saying you need bigger mm-hmm. and holding it as close. This is something you and I are so alike because my own ministry I hold very close because. Nobody doesn't like Sandy, right? (laughs) Anyway, how vain on me, not on you. But could this also be God's way of preparing you to expand? Because Kelly couldn't grow exponentially by herself. Absolutely. I I believe, yes, he's got plans. He's putting things in place. Um, I'm not, it's not real clear to me right now what all those things are. I don't understand how MS fits into my story, fits into the closet, but um, I'm an open vessel. And I I surrender daily to God and just say, use me. And I try to be very attentive to when he opens doors and when he closes them. And I don't fight it anymore. There was a time when I probably tried to tailor my day to how I thought it should go. And more so now, just just because I can't do a lot of things I used to, I just have to surrender more fully to him to say your plan, not mine. What What a beautiful attitude. 
it goes it goes with the rest of your heart thank you because so many people could sit back and go why me lord and you said you know okay there's some there's a lesson here there's something i'm going to glean from this i agree i just don't see it clearly yet but i am staying tuned because i believe he will he will reveal to me someday the purpose of this or uh, you know the good that can come out of it and you know what i'm still sitting here with you sandy talking i'm grateful my voice is still working you know, I could walk in here. I could drive here on my own. I could walk in here on my own. Those are those are victories, and the, and God deserves praise for that. That um, He's still giving me what I need daily to carry on. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things in so we have we have an updated story in our current issue, as I mentioned in our opening. And one of the things that I caught in there is that I don't know if it's part of your treatment plan. But at least part of your treatment plan is holistic. You've changed your diet, your eating, and all of that, and had to make some sacrifices. No, no more tomatoes. That yes, yeah. I say, you know it's, my heart ached for you in that. <laughs> yes, I kind of laughed at that too because I guess you know when you talk in an interview, I forgot I even said that to her. But yes, I am missing tomatoes now. Not truly tomato, but we're talking tomato products. Yeah, I'm missing marinara, uh, salsa, ketchup. Um, and I don't eat tomatoes because they're considered a nightshade, which can cause inflammation. So yes, you are correct that I'm doing a more holistic approach to this um, disease. I am not taking any of the disease-modifying drugs that are offered um, at this time. I'm choosing to do it through diet, um, just bring inflammation down in my body, um, reduce my stress, just take care of myself better than I ever have. Um, that's not easy for somebody like me because I'm a giver. Yeah. I don't really like to talk about Kelly or take care of Kelly, you know, like like I should. So I'm learning that I, I need to do that. And so, yes, I have changed my diet and sacrifice is huge when you've taken out as many foods as I have. But you know what? There's still a lot of good foods to be had. So I'm trying to just rejoice in those and not cry about the ones that I can't have. That's I mean, yeah, I love your attitude. I love your attitude. So, because I know that you prefer to talk about the closet as Kelly, what are some of the, the needs of the closet? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, we are so well supported by this community as far as, I mean, clothing donations are always needed because that's how we survive. What we do is give out gently used clothing and new as well when we have that um, that the community provides. There's never a charge for our clothing, so we just freely give it out. Um, so donations are needed throughout the year because we're a year-round operation, seeing these kids, you know, every month of every year. Every season, things change here. We live in a place where we have seasons, so we yeah. really need, you know, those warm clothes in the winter and the cool clothes in the summer. So um, I'd love to continue to be on people's radar for drop-offs of uh, donations, which at this time we're taking on Wednesday mornings in the store between 9.30 and 12.30. Aside from that, um, you know, if somebody's listening and just wants to put me on their prayer list, I would appreciate that for my strength, but also for my volunteers. I have such beautiful people around me that I would just pray God's protection over us and um, strength for us. And just that he will continue to use this ministry according to his plan, that I will see that and that we will follow along with what that is. So I think prayer, um, clothing, we always accept financial donations, obviously. Um, the closet does have to pay for the space that we rent, and this community provides me. And I'm talking, people give me $25 a month, $20 a month. You put that all together, 
you suddenly come up with your rent. So I have yeah. plenty of, um, I don't, don't want to say plenty, I have enough supporters at this point to, to make my rent, but we've got, you know, internet on top of that, phones, alarms, I mean, those kind of things. So it, it is a beautiful thing when somebody says, hey, I could do 20 dollars a month, I could do $25 a month. And you can either mail a check in or we do have a portal on our uh, website, which is the closet Inc. So that's always a um, or closet Inc. org. Yeah, oh, the, the closet, closet the closet Inc. Inc. Org. Org. <laughs> yes, gosh, a uh, little uh, little play on words there. So um, yeah, so those are great ways to support me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you still do the shopping bags when they leave? Do I do? Yeah, somebody just asked me about those yesterday. Um, shopping bags are kind of a big deal. I use the big handled shopping bags. Um, truth be told, in the beginning when I started this, I wasn't. I didn't have the funds or, I guess, the knowledge to know that I could do shopping bags. So I just brought bags from home. But I was putting so much effort into making this feel like a really special experience and make the room look so good and look like a store. But instead, I was using you know a Winco bag that I brought home. So I thought, you know, I've got to find a way to get shopping bags. And I had a family purchase them for me the first year. And I fell in love with these handled shopping bags that I watched these kids loop over their arm and so proudly walk out with. I thought I got to have those forever. So 11 years later, we are still using those bags. Um, and so when I did, do get community funding in, I just continue to supply. That is so cool. And I've, and I've watched, you know, I love those bags personally, but it's just something to watch a teenager get that because all of a sudden that's very grown up. Right. Right. It is. <laughs> it's, it's very, very grown up. Oh, gosh, I just looked at the timer. We knew. We knew we would run out of time. We would, yes. <laughs> I said, we have to start the timer. We'll, we'll talk for 45 minutes. Kelly, I wanna, we, we are out of time. I want to thank you for joining me today and for sharing about the closet as well as your own personal journey. I know that that's, I know you well enough to know that you don't like to talk about Kelly. <laughs> that's okay. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. Well, I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled. And thank you for sharing your story again with Christian Living Magazine. You truly are a part of our family. <laughs> well, yay. I'm excited to be that. Friends, if you'd like to read Kelly's recent article, they are on the stands now or on our website. Or if you'd like to go back and read the original story about how the closet started, um, just go to our website, christianlivingmag.com, and under the Past Issues tab, scroll down to March, April 2017. On a bit of a side note, I've had some people reach out to me asking me how to subscribe to Christian Living Magazine. To have it delivered to your own mailbox, you can either mail a check along with your name and address to our P.O. Box 867 Meridian, Idaho 83680 or on our website under the shop tab. That brings our time to an end this week. Folks, we invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time. God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com. Or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. 
Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.